Good morning again, New Metal Church family. It's um, once more and again, it's good to be here. Another Sunday morning to bring you the word for today. And um, we are so excited about the thing that God is doing. Um, every day, we're seeing God work, uh, as the scripture says, both the will and the do of his good pledges. And um, we are. Uh, we want to share with you a day of word from uh, St. Luke uh, chapter 24. And um, we're going to kind of be dealing with the whole, uh, all of chapter 24 from verses um, 13 to verses, um, to verses um, 20, excuse me, verse 34. And um, so uh, let's have a word of prayer. And then we're going to dive into it. But and, uh, before I have a word of prayer, I want to say, want to, Thank God so much for our church family and, uh, and the um, surprise birthday uh, parade that they had for, for, for me and everything. That was, uh, I was so excited about that. That really kind of took me off surprise by surprise. And so thanking God so much for you, showing that love and, uh, and appreciation for your passion. We love you guys and appreciate you. And so let us have a word of prayer and get into the word. Father, we thank you, Lord, for... Uh, Jesus Christ um, making all of this possible uh, through his death, burial, and his resurrection. And, and uh, we thank you, Lord, for the word of God that you've given to us today. Lord, um, you said to know the truth, the truth will set you free. And we pray that your word will ring loud in our heart, will change our minds and transform our hearts and, 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 work, in, and work in our life, Lord. Uh, miraculously, Lord, to bring about change. You said in your word to conform us to the image of Jesus Christ. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. We pray, amen and amen. Right, from, uh, if you have your Bibles with you, uh, turn to St. Luke, St. Luke chapter 24. And uh, we, we're going to start at verse 17, just for your reading. and going to read to verse uh, 21. And so, if you have it in your Bible, all right, let, let's read. It says, And he, meaning Jesus, said to them, What kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk in or sad? Then the one who named was Cleopas answered and said to him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? Uh, and have you not known the things which happened there in these days? And Jesus said to them, What things? And they said to him, The things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was, who was a prophet, mighty indeed, and words before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be uh, condemned to death and crucified him. But we, we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, beside all of this, today is the third day since these things happen. We want to uh, uh, bring to you today and just share a subject with you, um, overcoming life disappointment. If you're just kind of reading 
and uh, as you go along and you read that, uh, that passage of scripture, you would pick up that these disciples had experienced uh, disappointment. Uh, this is after the, after the death, buried in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, uh, these disciples um, had, a, had a discouraging experience. They, uh, they, they didn't believe that Jesus Christ uh, was rose, uh, had rose from the dead. And so they was on their way back home to Emmaus and uh, because, uh, because their, um, their discouragement had set in, uh, their dreams and hope had been crushed. So I want to share with you about how we can overcome disappointment by using these uh, two disciples. Okay, so life is full. I don't know if you've been living any kind of time, you will agree with me that life is filled with disappointment. It seems that disappointment shows up on the road of great hope in, uh, in your dreams of wonderful possibilities and on the canvas of, of anticipated potential of, uh, in something or someone. And um, so in other words, disappointment comes when life doesn't work the way you want it to work or you thought it ought to work out. But I, I want to share with you today uh, but what I want to share with you today is that your life uh, disappointment may be Christ's appointment to meet with you. Okay? To meet with you. That you may know him more intimately in a, in a more fresher way. And that's what we want to be talking about today. So if we look in Luke chapter 24, these two disciples had experienced a, a big uh, letdown. In, in their lives. And according to verse 21, it says their hopes and dreams have been shattered by the death of Jesus Christ. They said, listen to what they said. They said, but we was hoping uh, that, uh, that Jesus who was going to be, uh, we was hoping that Jesus was going to be the redeemer of Israel. Indeed, beside all of this, today is the third day since these things happened. In other words, what they were saying, they were saying, following this Jesus, if you can kind of read into what they were saying, following this Jesus, it, it didn't work out like we thought. And um, I imagine they were saying, I, I guess he wasn't who we thought he was. He's dead. All hope for him being our great Messiah uh, who will redeem us, deliver us and establish our, uh, our kingdom uh, is, is all gone. Uh, I can sense them concluding in their mind that they had wasted three years following this Jesus. And they said, and beside all of this, this is the third day since this went down. And so we might as, might as well, listen to them, we might as well just go back home and live the way we were living. Uh, go back to living normal, ordinary life. Let's go back to living a life of low expectation. Maybe there is someone here that is traveling down the road of discouragement, the road of disappointment, the road of broken dreams and shattered hope. In your disappointment, you may be thinking the same way uh, these two disciples were thinking. You know, I thought this man that I married was going to be the one that I lived the rest of my life with. I thought the woman that I married was going to be the woman that I lived the rest of my life with. But the voice 
brought about discouragement and disappointment. I can hear some parents saying, I, I thought my child that I raised, I put all of my energy and, 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 and money and hope and, 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 and knowledge into, I, I was thinking that they were going to finish school and go on to college and, 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 and graduate and, and, and be productive citizens in society and, and even become someone great. But rebellion brought about disappointment. Uh, you may be somebody that thought that uh, a, a child that thought mom and dad was going to be the center of your world. You thought mom and dad was going to keep the family together. But, but because of divorce and, 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 and fighting in the family, it brought about discouragement. Or you may be the one that thought that when, when I start going to church, you know, everything going to be better. Everything, you know, I'm going, I'm, I'm going to be more prosperous. I'm going to uh, have more success. But only to find out that once you got in, in church and trying to live and do what is right, a problem still came your way. And so discouragement set in. Uh, maybe you thought that after I accepted Jesus Christ into my heart, that all of my troubles and trials is going to go away. But seemed like after I accepted Jesus Christ, I had more problem after accepting Jesus Christ than I had before I accepted him. And so discouragement sets in and now you are feeling hopeless and disappointed and, and discouraged. And then all of this has set in to your life and you are feeling the same way these two disciples felt. In other words, you're saying following this Jesus uh, didn't work out. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so, so I'm going back to where I came from. I'm just and those discouraged people. You can hear them say all the time, I'm leaving God and I'm going back to the world. I'm leaving the church and I'm going back home. I'm going to quit reading the Bible because it don't work. I'm, I'm going to quit praying because it, it don't work. But my brothers and my sisters, if these two disciples sound like you, then I have some good news for you today. It may be in the middle of your disappointment, God may be setting, uh, God may be setting you up for an appointment to meet you, to meet with you, that you may know him in a more intimate and fresher way. I love what the Apostle Paul said in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. He said, I lost some things that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death. Paul said, listen, the greatest thing that I want to know, the greatest thing that I want to pursue in life is that I may have an intimate, personal relationship with Jesus Christ, an experience, a personal experience with Jesus Christ. And I love what Jesus said. Well, in, in verse, uh, verse 15, uh, he says, so, so it was while they converse and reason that Jesus himself, watch this, drew near and went with them. Listen to, listen to me, church. He will come to you in the middle of your discouragement, in the middle of your disappointment and meet you where you are. And not only meet you where you are, but he will walk with you through it. Uh, no matter what's going on in your life. And I, I can feel you. In this Christian life, things can happen that can cause you to be discouraged. And 
cause you to uh, cause disappointment to set in your life. But I want you to know that I've seen and experienced that in the middle of my discouragement, in the middle of, of my disappointment, Jesus met me in the middle of it and he walked with me through it. Well, he'll do the same thing for you. In verse 16, it says, but their eyes was restrained so that they did not know him. The eyes were restrained and, and they did not know him. Now, the question is, why didn't they recognize Jesus? Good question. In verse 25, it gives us the answer. It says, then Jesus said, oh, foolish ones. In other words, you are sluggish in mind or you are dull of perception. This word describes an individual who sees things from a distorted perspective. Then Jesus went on to say, and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. In other words, you are slow to trust and, and or slow to rely on all that the prophets have spoken about me in scripture. It is funny to me that that we believe man's report so quickly, but but we're slow to believe God's report that is recorded in Scripture. For example, a weatherman he can tell you that uh, it's eighty percent chance of rain today, and, and 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 you will grab your umbrella, you will leave home with your umbrella, you'll put on your rain boots, and you'll grab your your raincoat because you believe the weatherman eighty percent. Uh, his, his recommendation, 80% of rain today, you believe him. But when God says some things in his word, we are slow to respond. We are slow to believe. We're so slow to receive what God has said. The Bible said, let every man be a lie and let God be the truth. And, and you young folks, you don't have to laugh because, listen, something can come on Facebook and you will take it and run with it as though it was the truth. So everything that comes on social media, everything that posted on Facebook, doesn't mean it's the truth. But we, we want to challenge your heart today. We want to challenge you to take God's word because the, the, all of God's word is, is truth. The Bible said we got to take the whole counsel of God. In verse 26, it says, Jesus brought out the part of scripture they fail to accept. Watch this. He said, Oh, not the Christ to have suffered these things to enter into his glory. So, so it is clear, it, it is clear to us the reason uh, uh, their vision was restrained uh, uh, from recognizing him was because of, watch this word, unbelief. Unbelief. And, and we're talking about, we're talking about Christians uh, want to take portion of the Bible and, and believe it, but some parts of it, they don't want to believe. Well, once you stop believing, you'll stop seeing. We, we must understand that the part of God's word you don't want to accept or uh, don't want to understand will distort your version or your vision of understanding the will and the divine plan of God. We, we get the impression that these men was disappointed and fell into the pit of discouragement all because God didn't work things out the way they wanted him. Uh, 
or in the time they wanted it done. The problem the Jews had was that they, they read the scripture and they understood clearly about the glorious Messiah um, ruling in his glorious kingdom. But they failed to understand the part of the scripture that also talked about the suffering servant. They believed in the ruling and reigning of Christ in the millennial kingdom. But they failed to accept the truth that Jesus was, was to come and suffer and bleed and die and go to an old rugged cross and die for the sins of the world. Well, let, let us look into the scriptures a little bit more because I want to talk to you about what do it take to overcome disappointment. Well, you, you, you got to believe the whole scripture. You got to take into account the whole scripture. What, what are the steps to overcome life disappointment? Number one, number one, what happened? They, they revisited the word. They revisited the word. They had a seven-mile Bible class study, and, and, and they saw Jesus in a whole new and a fresh way. Listen to verse 27, what it says. This says, beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scripture the things concerning himself. Jesus explained and he, he went back from in Genesis and explained throughout the scripture uh, and, and interpreted the scripture for their understanding. Check out what the scripture says that he, 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 he showed them himself in scripture. And for example, when the animal was killed, when God killed the animal for the sins of Adam and Eve, Jesus said that was pointing to me. And, and another incident when the ark was uh, made and, 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 and for the saving of people's lives, that ark that was the only thing that was, uh, was, was, was set in place for the salvation of people, Jesus said that was pointing to me. When Abraham, another example, when Abraham was going up to the mountain to sacrifice his son, but on the other side of the mountain, it was a, a ram that was caught in the thickest. That ram that took the place of Isaac, his son. Jesus said, that was pointing to me. So, so number one, uh, they revisited the word. Number two, they abided with him. Luke 24, 29. But they constrained him, saying, abide with us. Abide with us. For it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to stay with them. In, in other words, they wanted to hang out with Jesus. And, and that's good news. They wanted to hang out with Jesus. And that's something that you and I need to do. We can hang out with Jesus through the study of the word and in prayer and obedience, walking with him through obedience of that word. Hang out with him. They wanted to hang out with him. They want Jesus to stay with them. Hold on to him. They wanted more of Jesus. Uh, yeah, I'm reminded of Jacob in the book of Genesis when he was uh, when he was wrestling with God. He so he, he told the Lord, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. And he changed his name from Jacob, the trickster to Israel, the warrior, the soldier, the one that struggled with God and prevailed. Oh, I'm like Rance Allen said, I'll take Jesus wherever I go. He said, I'll take Jesus to work with me. I'll bring him back home 
and I bring them back home and spend a night with me. Everlasting friend until the end. Jesus Christ is one that we ought to want to hang out with in the word and in prayer and obedience. Number three, it says they commune with him. Luke 24, 30 says, now it came to pass as Jesus sat at the table with them that he, that he took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them. Their eyes was open and they knew him and he vanished in from their sight. So do you see what's happening? Do you see what's happening? They went from a Bible study to a personal fellowship. And from personal fellowship to an experience of intimacy with Jesus. Oh, I can see the disciples saying now, oh, I, I, I see him now. I, I see him clear. That's him. I, I, I know him more deeper now or in a more personal way. I love what Jesus said in St. John chapter 14, verse 21. He says this. He who has my commandment and keep them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father. And I will love him and, watch this, manifest myself to him. Meaning, Jesus said, I will let myself uh, be clearly seen by him. And, 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 and make myself real to him who loves me. Amen. If we, if, we, if, we, if we love the Lord, if we have a commitment to, to, to know him, to pursue an intimate relationship with him, he said, listen, I will reveal myself to you. What are the results of having a personal, uh, uh, having a personal appointment with Jesus Christ? Let me bring out three points. First of all, there was a change in the condition of their hearts. That was a change in the condition of their hearts from a discouraged heart to a burning heart. Listen to what they said in verse 32. It says, and they said unto one another, didn't our hearts burn within us while we talked with us, while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scripture to us? Number two, that was a change in directions of their walk. Verse 33 says, so they rose up that very hour and returned back to Jerusalem. Oh God, well, you can tell when you had an appointment with the Lord, an experiential appointment with the Lord because he changes not only your heart, but he changed your walk. He changed your conduct. He changed the way you act, where you carry yourself, where you conduct yourself. Number three, there, are, there was a change in the expression of their talk. Listen to verse 35. It says, and they told about the thing that had happened on the road and how he, Jesus, was known to them in the breaking of bread. So my brothers and sisters, the next time you face life disappointment, remember, it just, it just might be God's way of making an appointment with you that you can see him in a whole new way, in a more intimate way. God wants us to know him better. God wants us to know him deeper. And when we commit ourselves to our relationship, to a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, he said, I will reveal myself to you. Amen. 
Amen. Listen, I know that it is so important. It is so important for people to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And, and, and to do that, maybe there's somebody that is listening to this message saying that I, I, I want to know Jesus in a personal way. I, I need a savior. Well, let me share this with you. Jesus said, first of all, the Bible says, first of all, you got you to gotta admit that you're a sinner. You, you got to admit that you're a sinner and that you need a savior. And admitting that, and then he says that you must know that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And he says that, he says this, that, 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 that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. It didn't say you might be saved. It said you shall be saved. So maybe you want to make that confession today. And all you have to do is pray this prayer and, and mean it from your heart. You said, Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I know I need a savior. And by listening to the word of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ, Lord, I want to accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart, Lord. Forgive me of my sin. Give me eternal life, Lord, with you. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, we pray amen and amen. God bless you and God keep you. For my family, cry is for my children, cry is for my